Hello and welcome back to Xavier Newswire Live, the radio show that will catch you up on all of the Xavier news from Ledgewood Drive to Dana Avenue and beyond. Today is September 12th, 2022, and we are bringing this show to you live on XUFM. I'm Kayla Ross. And I'm Julia Lankish. On this episode, you'll get to hear the Newswire multimedia crew bring you the rundown on Alliance in Kings Island, Cincinnati events, movies, and music. Let's get right into the show. Tonight we have with us two representatives of the Alliance Student Organization, Alex Sepulveda and Joseph Nichols. Thank you both for coming to speak with us tonight. First, could both of you give us your Xavier introductions and tell us your role at Alliance? I think Alex would like to go first. Hi, I'm Alex. I'm Vice President of Alliance. Um, I'm a sophomore DIFT major, and yeah. <laughs> I'm Joseph. I'm the President of Alliance. Um, I'm a History and English double major. Okay, and what was the event at Kings Island? What, what did you all do this past weekend? So it basically was a mix of you could either ride rides or attend the drag show, or you could do both, and anyone could attend. Um, we had 20 tickets with Alliance, and then SAC also had some tickets. So how many people came with you? For us, it was 20 people. SAC had 88, though. Oh, wow. That wow, was a really good turnout. Yeah, seriously. Did you all have a good time? What did you What did you guys think about the experience? I thought it was pretty fun. Did I see you yelling on Mystic Timbers, Kayla? Was that you? Um, You may have. That's a good one, though. Not too scary. Well, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Um, I really enjoyed going on the rides with all my friends and just seeing everyone enjoy and have a good time. Tell us about the drag show. I want to hear Ooh, um, I went to the drag show. They had some RuPaul girls there. Who? I know. Oh my God! Don't ask me who. Ask they had someone else. Pa- Cameron Michaels and Pangina, whatever her last name is. And but she slayed. She slayed. And Lagandra. <laughs> um, and then they had a bunch of local girls. One of which was Jessica Diamond. Yeah, she's who been here before. Is our host every year for yeah. our drag show that Alliance puts on October twenty eighth, Thursday. Oh, a little plug! Ooh. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, how can students get involved with Alliance if they're if they're interested in joining? Oh my God, that is a great question. So we meet every Wednesday from six to seven in the CDI, um, and our Instagram would definitely be the best way to keep up to date with meetings and events. Um, What's your Instagram? Our Instagram is Xavier Alliance. Um, you can DM us at any time, and we'll answer really quickly. I'm in charge of it, so I'm usually on it. Um, yeah, and we, like Joey said, we have our meetings every Wednesday in the CDI from 6 to 7. Great. Thank you guys so much for telling us about your Pride Night. We appreciate you, uh, you coming out to talk on the live. Thank you, too. Absolutely. Thank you all again to our uh, listeners for joining us this evening. And now we'll hear a review of a recently released album from Marty and a new movie from Brian. Thanks, Kayla and Julia. Now we're back with another album review. This one is Demi Lovato's Holy F. For all intents and purposes, I'm saying Holy F instead of the F word. Demi Lovato released Holy F on August 19th. It isn't the Demi we used to know. She is intense, hard-rocking, and reconciling with all her past trauma in a vulnerable and brazen fashion. She rocks. The record starts off with Freak. It is dark and the perfect introduction to a whole new Demi or perhaps the one who has been there this whole time. Long gone are the days of Sunny with a Chance, Demi Lovato. She's here to open up about her trauma and truly be her own person. With songs like Skid of My Teeth, Eat Me, and Heaven, she goes her darkest, eliciting heavy guitar, powerful rhythms, 
and biting lyrics. She goes as deep as she can into herself and her past. Lovato is able to open up about her past relationships, her former substance abuse, sex, love, going to hell, and being happy, or at least working towards it. She's completely authentic in Holy F, opting out of the pop-punk album produced by Travis Barker, which is commonly used today. She wanted something away from the superficial mainstream. This is only cemented by the insightful lyricism. She's a new Demi Lovato, as so she grapples with and wasted. She sings about being older, sober, and new. She doesn't want to have to be the perfect Disney star. She doesn't care about what the public sees her as. She wants to be seen exactly how she is. In Bones, she represents this full departure from her former self. Sex and relational problems and solutions are in the crux of it all. She never loses steam either. The record remains strong the entire time. Her songwriting is cohesive. Her themes and motifs make for a really solid full album. Each song fits with the last without sounding too similar or si sticking with the same shtick. Unlike much of her pop punk scene today, Demi Lovato is able to sing about substantial material accompanied by killer guitar riffs. The drums are laid on thick. The guitar tone is fuzzy, but the riffs are sharp. Her lyrics sting. Then she brings the album to an end with a raucous help me, then a sweet forever for me with experimental feed in the middle. Demi was able to start the album, enticing us from the get-go. She took us for a wild ride throughout. She told her story and let us all know who she is and what she is thinking right now. She then lets us go, all feeling a lot different than when we started. Demi Lovato's Holy F is really cool. It is something everyone should listen to, whether they are a fan of hard rock or not. She represents, she represents what it means to be a musician, bearing your soul and inner thoughts through super enjoyable music. Thanks, Kate. Bullet Train is the latest film from director David Leitch, who's best known for the John Wick trilogy, Deadpool 2, and V for Vendetta. Much like his other movies, it's full to the brim with action that'll leave you at the edge of your seat. The film follows Ladybug, played by Brad Pitt, an anxious hippie who's set on a mission to deliver a briefcase to one of Japan's most feared crime bosses, the Red Death. Alongside him are the lovable twins, Lemon and Tangerine, Kimura, a father looking for revenge, and Prince, a girl who seems to get mixed up in all of this. The colorful city of Tokyo and the unique cars are a treat for the eyes. Leech does a great job of making the color palette bombastic, but not too in your face. The neon pinks and blues illuminate the train cars and add so much more to the movie. There are many elements of the movie that play roles in interesting ways. Venomous snakes, Thomas the Train stickers, and a mystery powder all serve a major purpose in the film, but Leech always leaves you questioning how they will be used. There are no questions left unanswered, no stones left unturned. Bullet Train is a phenomenal action movie and the best of 2022 so far. You should absolutely go see it in theaters if you have the chance. Back to you, Kayla. All right. Thank you, Brian. And now we will be tossing it over to Logan with this week's Campus Catch-Up. Hey, welcome back to Campus Catch-Up, the weekly segment where I provide an overview of the events going on campus. Kicking off the week on Tuesday, we've got brunch in the calf. There's nothing better than getting some pancakes at noon with your buddies. We've also got Brockman Hoops. Shout out to the hub and come on take the Brock Stars of 2 South at 6. On Wednesday, come hang out with XUPD for some international coffee at 
After that's over, you could go to my favorite event of the week, Pizza and Game Night, ran by Citizens of the World and Gallagher at 5. You'll no doubt catch me there grabbing something to eat and playing some games. Some great events coming in on Thursday, starting with Oktoberfest in the CAF. Come eat some German food and compete in Stein holding contest at 4.30. After that, hit the dance floor at Salsa on the Square at 6.30. I've never been a big dance guy, but hopefully they can teach me some moves. Capping off the week of amazing events, in from 11 to 3, go to the Academic Mall for the study abroad fair. It's a lot like school, but you're also on vacation. Coleman Hall celebrates Latinx Heritage Month on Friday with snacks and prizes at 6. Everything is always better when it's free. Stop in and win something. That's all for this week's. Hope you catch next week's issue of Campus Catch-Up. Back to you, Kayla. All right. Thank you, Logan. Good things to consider. Have to check out Oktoberfest in the CAF, I guess. Absolutely. All uh, right. And now we're passing it on to Brianna with this week's Downtown Lowdown. Thanks, Kayla and Julia. Today on Downtown Lowdown, since nice parks are offering a ton of free admission events, who could pass up on that? You can catch 10 Things I Hate About You at Washington Park or listen to Sapphire Express at Alt Park's September Summer Music Festival while enjoying some of Cincinnati's local food trucks. Lee Bryce and Black Bear will also visit Cincinnati this week on Wednesday and Thursday at the PNC Pavilion and the Andrew J. Brady Music Center, respectively, with tickets as low as $40. For all my fellow trivia fans, Fountain Square's Family Feud spoof is awarding gift card prizes for the teams who can rack up the most points. Bridgerton fans can also look out for their own trivia night, with tickets entitling you to a three-course buffet dinner and a night of puzzles, murder, scandal, and prizes. Outside of Cincinnati and Hebron, Kentucky, the Sam Run Baptist Church is having its seventh annual car show on Saturday. There will be food, raffles, and vendors, and all the proceeds will benefit 65 Roses for Riley and the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. And who could forget, since nice tradition, Oktoberfest Cincinnati is back in downtown Cincinnati for the 46th time from September 16th to 18th this year. Make sure you check out the nation's largest Oktoberfest that showcases the rich German heritage of southwestern Ohio. Back to you, Kayla and Julia. Thank you so much, Brianna. If you have any thoughts or feedback for the Newswire Multimedia crew, send them to our email, xaviernewswire at gmail.com. Find Newswire Live episodes and other content on YouTube. Search Xavier Newswire to find our channel. Follow our Spotify as well to hear our archived Newswire Live episodes, our debates and discussion podcast, our Inside Xavier Sports podcasts, and other student-led podcasts. Now I'll hand it over to John Baldridge, who has some sports updates for us. Thank you. It's been a very busy week of sports with NFL getting underway and college football already after it. We'll get into that in a moment, but first I want to start with the Musketeers women's volleyball team. The Musketeers women's volleyball team went down to Louisville this past weekend where they had games on Friday and Saturday. They faced Lipscomb on Friday and number 9 Purdue on Saturday. The Musketeers lost both sets 3-0. The Musketeers will be back in action against Miami, Ohio on Thursday night at 7 and Oxford and back at home on Saturday where they face Cincinnati at 6 p.m. at the Centos Center. The Musketeers go to 5-3 and three on the year after their back-to-back -back losses. Switch over to men's soccer now. The men's soccer team had one game this past week where they faced on Friday. They played Pacific and won 1-0. They will be back in action this week for two games. They'll play tonight against Northern Kentucky on the road at NKU at 7 and back at home on Saturday or they'll face Seton Hall in their first Big East action. That game will be at 7 p.m. The Musketeers are now 4-0-1 on the season. 
to women's soccer. The women's team had Lipscomb and St. Louis this past week. I mean, they lost to St. Louis 3-2 to on Thursday and beat Lipscomb yesterday 1-0. They'll be back in action this week against Bowling Green at home. That will be at 6 p.m. on Friday. Now over to the NFL, as we mentioned. The big game I was actually at yesterday was the Bengals and the Steelers. It was uh, one I don't really want to describe and talk about. Um, a tough loss. Couple chances for the Bengals to win it. Chris Boswell actually does win it as OT time expires. The Pittsburgh Steelers go to 1 and 0 as my hometown Bengals go to 0 and 1 on the season. A couple other games that might have some action was Baker Mayfield back playing the Browns in Carolina, where the Browns took it at the gun with a field goal, 26-24. Kobe Bros set went down the field and got the Cleveland Browns to win. The Browns go to 1-0. A whole 16-game slate of games was played. Finishing it off tonight, the Broncos and Seahawks at 8:15 for Monday Night Football. Week 2 of action will start Thursday between the Chargers and the Chiefs. Finally, to wrap up sports, the Musketeers add their third four-star for the class of 2023. That is Dalen Swain. Swain is a 6-7 small forward out of Columbus, Ohio. The Musketeers did release... Their 2022 schedule this past week, where their first game against big action will be on November 18th against IU at home in the Centos Center. I'm John Baldridge with Sports. Back to you, Kayla. Thanks, John. I'm also uh, very disappointed about the Bengals. At uh, least the Browns won. Kayla, oh my gosh. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm so sad about uh, T. Higgins getting a concussion. He was on my fantasy team. I'm out like 10 points, and uh, in one of my... One of my wide receivers on my team, too. That poor kicker. He's... Oh, God, I know. He's not going to last them. much longer. The snapper was... I, don't, I forget who it was, but he was not slaying. No, because they had to use a backup snapper. That was just I, oh, tragic. It was rough. So bad. It was very rough. Um, but, yeah, thank you, John. Last but certainly not least tonight, let's hear from Patrick Kays with What in the World. All right, what in the world is going on, Xavier? I'm Patrick Hayes, and I'll be your host for What in the World, our first story of the week. There's a new skyscraper in China called the World's Most Twisted Tower. New building called the Dance of Light Tower. It's over 590 feet tall, 8.8 degree twist on every floor. Sighted is nearly 1.5 times more twisty than any other super high-rise tower. In the business world, we have the world's olive oil supply under attack. Major droughts from the heat wave in Europe are putting olive oil suppliers in a tough position, specifically those in Spain. Expert pricing analysts claim that Spain will see an overwhelming reduction in the production of olives this year, down about 33 to 38%. Fans of olives, get them while you can, and I'll continue doing my part by not eating them on my pizza. You people who get them on the pizza scare me. Um, in other news, many Russians are retreating from Kupiansk, Ukraine, a section of villages within the nation. Uh, locals of the area had called the Russian occupation terrifying and unjust, saying that they still fear that the Russians will come back. But as of now, the people are staying safe under Ukrainian protection. Moving on to our biggest piece of news of the week, Queen Elizabeth II of the United Kingdom passed earlier. Um, at 96 years, her life included 70 years as a monarch, the last head of state to have been a veteran of World War II. My condolences to the Queen's family and admirers. Most fun story of this week, though... A man in China was found after being trapped in a hot air balloon for over two days. He was unharmed, safely returned to his family and friends, stating that he'd become trapped while trying to harvest pine nuts from a tree when the rope holding the balloon in place became untethered. Glad that he's home safe. I know I'd be pining to tell my family about it. That's all for now. I've been Patrick Hayes, and now you know what in the world is going on. Sending it back to you, Kayla and Julia. 
Thank you, Patrick. Listeners, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today in this episode of Newswire Live. Thank you for tuning in to the show today. If you have any thoughts or feedback for the Newswire Multimedia crew, send them to our email, saveyournewswire at gmail.com. We would like to give a special thanks to Carolyn Youngquist, a music education alumni of Xavier, who produced the music heard in today's show. At this time, we'd like to give a shout-out to our staff and guests who helped make this episode possible. Thanks to Spencer Detenley, Griffin Brammer, Brian Micucci, John Baldridge, Logan Davis, Brianna Dunn, Patrick Kays, and Marty Dubecki, Joseph Nichols, and Alex Sepulveda. Don't forget, you can find full Newswire Live episodes and other segments on YouTube. Tune in to our next episode next Monday at 6 p.m. Until next week, this is Julia Lankish. And Kayla Ross, hoping you have taken advantage of this gorgeous taste of fall today. Talk to you next time.